Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, December 23rd, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that is wishing Chris Terrian the best of luck moving forward. Man, that was rough to hear yesterday that Terrian had been let go by NBC Sports and won't be around for Flyers games this season. Yeah, it's such a surprise too. It's definitely going to be an adjustment this season. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun having him on the team and really cool to see him blossom as a broadcaster. So uh, good luck, Bundy. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those great places you get your podcasts. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team every day. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to get a little bit deeper into what this East Division looks like and look at the matchups and see if we can predict where the Flyers might end up based on that. And then give our first shot at predicting who might make the Flyers taxi squad, which I still can't get used to saying, but... We'll get into that. And then it's not Friday, but it's our last show of the week today. So, of course, we have to have our gritty thing of the week. We could not go a week without that. So we'll wrap up there. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. So you can tweet us your questions for our weekly mailbag. Tell us who you like to see the Flyers have on the taxi squad. You can also email us your questions and thoughts to LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. Okay, so in our lovely East Division that the Flyers find themselves in, uh, Bet Online, who sponsors the show, came out with their odds for each division. And I thought they were really interesting, uh, given that, you know, some other predictions have had the Flyers a little bit lower, but they have the Flyers at three to one to win the East, which is not too shabby. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely prefer these odds uh, compared to uh, maybe some other projections. But I think what really interests uh, intrigues me about this is just the placement of other teams. Like the Islanders aren't as high up as, you know, maybe you or I would have ranked them. Um, the Penguins are a little bit higher than I, I expected. But I mean, a lot of people give the Penguins the benefit of the doubt. And um the Sabres are, are pretty low, which I mean, could probably like, I mean, just on past seasons, this it makes sense for them to be too low, but they didn't, they didn't move up too, uh, too far with uh, the addition of Taylor Hall. So that was really interesting. So I think with all those things that kind of helped the Flyers bump up higher on the list. It's been like kind of a wide variety of opinions, I think that people have had about it. So to see like official odds come out, I think kind of focuses those opinions a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh they you know you were talking about the other teams the Bruins are five to two above the Flyers but everybody else is below them so the Pens are at nine to two the Caps are five to one 
Islanders six to one, Rangers seven to one, and then you were just talking about the Sabers that jumps down to ten to one, and the poor Devils at sixteen to one. <laughs> so you know the middle of the pack there is pretty tight in in those odds, but there is a definite kind of pattern emerging here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this division was always going to be the division where you can really besides maybe the devils like you wouldn't be too surprised if another team jumps like instead of where the capitals are it's the islanders or it's even the rangers or you know so it's it's a a very competitive division it really is and you know looking at how the flyers have matched up most recently head-to-head against all of these East division teams is probably another good place to start in terms of really seeing where the Flyers need to focus their energy. And uh, Charlie O'Connor put together the data on uh, the matchups versus this new East division from last season. And you know, the Flyers were really good against these teams, 13, 5, and 3, with a 0.69 point percentage. And it was much better than versus all teams overall, percentage-wise. They had a 0.645 point percentage against all the teams. So that does bode well a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, as much as we harp on how tough or how competitive the East Division is. The Flyers do, um, they play, They. I mean, I feel like they have the Capitals number at, at this point. Um, even when, even before last season, they tended to do pretty well against the Capitals. And I think they did really well against the Penguins. In this situation, you're missing the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes because the uh, the Flyers did really well against those. And honestly, it's really just the Islanders that gave the, the Flyers fits because I don't believe they won against them in the regular season. Yeah, they did not. So that's going to be a tough road to hoe there, you know, with uh, trying to you know, account for the potential of losing more games against the Islanders. Now, one would think that based on how those regular season games went last year, plus the playoffs, that Alain Vigneault and the rest of the team would be coming up with a better approach Mm -hmm. to play the Islanders this season. And it will hopefully be a little bit more even this year with those eight games against them. And, you know, you were right to bring up Columbus where the Flyers were four and versus them and they were three and one versus Carolina. So that's seven and one against teams that are no longer in the division and they won't even see them until potentially the semifinals of the playoffs. So it's uh, it's going to be tough when you add Boston into the division and then have a team like the Islanders there you know, I think that having more games against the Pens gives you a potential, I think, for the Pens to win a few more of those games. I think you're right about the Caps in terms of the Flyers, like, now have the Caps number to some degree. But again, with more games, maybe that evens out a bit. So do you think that the Flyers need to particularly overperform against any particular team to kind of make up for some potential losses there? Well, when we're talking about this, we definitely need to keep in mind that a lot of these teams look a little bit different, right? Like, so the Islanders 
don't have um, like their defense isn't as good as it was before. So that's also something to keep in mind. And as of right now, I believe Barzell's not signed. So, you know, this team that that if they play them uh, come the start of the season may not look exactly as a team that they saw um, in the playoffs. So that's definitely something to keep out for. You know, I think the Flyers definitely need to, when they're playing against teams like the Devils, the Sabres, the Rangers, they need to win all their games. They can't, they can't play down to their opponent because, you know, you can't go on like a five, six game losing streak in this division in a condensed season because that can very much be you kissing your playoff seat goodbye. So I think if they need to overperform, it's definitely against teams on the bottom of this list and they need to take advantage of the Devils, Sabres, and the Rangers. I know everyone's saying that the Rangers, they have potential and they do. They have a very young, very skilled team. Um, but uh, even uh, even though uh, even as good as their def- their goaltending is, I think the Flyers are still all around better, and they need to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that you know overall they you know they have to do the simple things to mm-hmm. get wins in terms of overperforming against the top competition and not playing down to the teams at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And like we can't I mean, they're they're not going to go on a West Coast swing, but we can't have a West Coast swing like we did last season. No. (laughs) Well, you know, we were just talking about the betting lines for the East Division. And as we know, the NHL season is just around the corner. So it's time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck. And the perfect place to go for that is our friends at Bet Online. Yes, and with the hockey season and college football heading into bowl season, there are some big matchups coming down the pike. And the NFL regular season is finishing up with playoffs just around the corner. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 50% off as a welcome bonus. Like we said, right now they have the Flyers at plus 1600 preseason to win the Cup and 3-1 to one to win the East Division. Check out all of the other NHL bets they have, including individual player awards. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Before we get into our predictions on the Taxi Squad, don't forget to listen to all of our shows next week where we'll be talking more about the season preview. We'll probably be doing a deep dive into the schedule that should be coming out today or tomorrow, roster analyses, and so much more coming after the Christmas break. Send us your Flyers questions or thoughts about all of this on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or by email to LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. Okay, so the taxi squad. I am very intrigued by this. And I know it's like not the main roster. So you want to worry about it less. But there's some interesting twists to it. Uh, The squad will come into effect officially on January 12th, the day before the season starts, which is also my birthday and Claude Giroux's birthday. So keep that in mind, people. (laughs) Uh, To 
you know, leave the taxi squad and go up to the active roster. Uh, the players will have to go through waivers, just like the AHL. And this taxi squad is an official extension of the full team. So they can practice and travel with the team, but they can't practice or travel with anyone else, like the AHL team, uh, not just for roster and cap reasons, but also for quarantine reasons as well. Uh, recalls from the taxi squad to the active roster have to be done before 5 p.m. on a game day, except for goalie emergencies. And you can remove someone from the taxi squad and replace them due to injury or illness. But like the new taxi squad member or the player that was injured when they returned would have to quarantine, et cetera, to get back on the taxi squad. So it's a little bit complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we knew we, we expected that, right? Yeah. So I think in terms of who we might initially predict to be on this taxi squad, the easier place to start is goaltending. Yeah. I mean, it has to be Alex Lyon, at least to start off with, right? Yeah, that's that's who I'm assuming. I mean, I really can't imagine anyone else, they would feel comfortable jumping Alex Lyon. And given the fact that they won't be, or a lot of the goalies behind Alex need, to, need playing time. So this is kind of the perfect situation where they can use Alex in the spot and then the goalies that they would want time in the AHL um, will have it. I think that Kirill Ustamenko is a good second option if they decide they want to have an extra goaltender on hand Mm -hmm. and all of the other goaltenders in the Flyers system that have been over in Europe uh, have been pretty solid there and I think interrupting that at least for now until it's determined what the AHL is doing is probably not a good idea. Yeah I definitely agree with you about that. All right, so moving on from there, here's where it gets a little bit complicated. The forwards. <laughs> so, I know. So given that there's really only four to six slots, and you would think that the Flyers would maximize that, they don't have to. But I would think that, you know, if the goaltender Alex Lyon takes up one spot and then they have five skaters. Well, you would assume you would have one at each position, right? Yeah. Or at least with the forwards, you would have at least one that can play center, at least one that can play left wing, and at least one that can p- play right wing, even if some of them can play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. So given that, uh, where do you think the Flyers end up on the forward side? Um... I think they probably go two forwards, two defensemen, and then give that extra space to maybe another goaltender. So it'll be um, six. But I could see them just with two forwards. You know, I I almost forgot about Carson Turinsky. Maybe three, three. And I think that it's probably going to be like a Connor Bunneman, a, Tar- a Carson Turinsky. And another guy that we don't have on the list here is Andy Andrioff. I can just I wouldn't be surprised if like he makes it and everyone's like what and it's because like they want all the prospects to be playing games instead of just practicing with the team. I thought about him but I I wasn't sure that they wouldn't want a mix of 
guys that are younger but have NHL experience. So if they need to jump in, they know that it's somebody that understands AV system and has practiced with him a lot and can can jump right in. So I think that's where Connor Bonneman and Carson Torinsky, I think, would pretty much be locks for the taxi squad. And then I think that maybe giving one of the kids who would be playing in the minors, like there really isn't anywhere else for them to play, at least in the short term, a shot there. So like a Wade Allison or Alina Sandine as well. I think that that could be possible. Now that's all assuming that Morgan Frost makes the active roster, right? Yeah. See, I can't help but but keep thinking, like, Andrioff played 14 games last season for the Flyers. So, like, if, if anyone would know the the style of play, it would be him. And you don't have to worry about him sitting and, and his development because he's an older player that could. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could go either way. So we're pretty good with Bonham and, and Twerensky, but it's that last slot that is a little bit of a question mark. But yeah, you're right. I would not be surprised if they said Andy Andreoff is going to be on the taxi squad just so that they don't have someone sitting that they would rather be getting playing time. All right, the defenseman now. This is like even harder because there's only two. Um, With this, I don't think that it's that hard. I think it's going to be Friedman and Zamula easy. I think with Sam Moran, if he is healthy, they're not going to throw him in to a NHL game, especially not with a condensed season. Um, So I could see him just playing and trying to get a full season in the AHL. Because I forget when, but AV spoke about it, how they weren't going to just throw this guy into the NHL. Like he needs a full season in the AHL that they can see that he can still play hockey at a high level. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. I think that, you know, the Samaran option, if he's healthy, is only, I think, useful in the sense that they wouldn't mind if he wasn't playing, but he was just practicing, and practicing Mm -hmm. with the NHL team might be good for him, development-wise, and, and, you know, getting back up to speed. But I, I don't think he's ideal to put in there in terms of if you really need somebody that can step up and play right away right yeah I definitely I agree with you there I I could see that yeah I think you're right about Mark Friedman and Igor Zamula I think they are the the top choices for sure I think uh, Derek Pouliot has an outside shot just again because of the experience and you know that's kind of one of the reasons why they signed him to be like a top defenseman for the Phantoms but you know in a pinch you could call him up and this is sort of that in a pinch scenario right yeah, I, I I, feel so bad because I'm so biased when I talk about Pouliot. I just, as someone who's seen him in Pittsburgh and seen him in Vancouver, it's just, I don't know. I, if if he has to play, then a lot went wrong because yes. <laughs> the Flyers, like, you know, there's six guys and, you know, there's other guys that could are just here before you get to the taxi squad before you get to him on the taxi squad depth chart it's just that's like a definitely worst case scenario in my mind yeah absolutely but again with the NHL management you never know so just have to throw it out there Uh, I think for Wyatt Wiley who's kind of like next on the list I would say 
uh, it's very unlikely. And I think the Phantoms is the right spot for him. But, you know, again, he could potentially compete for that position and win it. Yeah, I could. I, I definitely could see that. Again, I feel like this is definitely a break glass if you need it type of scenario with Wyatt Wiley. I think I, I'm more like <laughs> positive on his his versus Puglia. But yeah, I definitely I could see it. I mean, we've heard so many good things about Wiley and um, yeah, I, I could probably see that. But I definitely feel like the AHL is the best bet for him, like you said. All right, so we'll see if our initial predictions come true, which we'll probably adjust them as the uh, camp progresses, and we'll we'll see what the coaching and management decide to do. But uh, put these initial predictions down for us for now. One thing I know for sure, though, is that anytime I'm hungry and I want a really good treat that's good for me, I'm going to head straight for Built Bars. Built Bars are a soft protein bar, but they taste like candy bars, and they have 18 amazing flavors, something for everyone, no matter what you like. And some of their newer flavors are some of my favorites, the carrot cake and the apple almond crisp. Yeah, and Built Bar is delicious, like you said, but the best part about them is that they're healthy. Built Bar is great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight during the holiday season, that is key, while indulging mm-hmm. in something that is truly delicious. I don't know how they do it, but Built Bar has an amazing combination of low-calorie, low-sugar, while also being high-protein and high-fiber. So they're a great meal replacement, and any type of diet or program you're on, they're, they work for you, even keto. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at billbar.com. Okay, so just like I said at the top of the show, it's Wednesday, and we wouldn't normally be doing Gritty Thing of the Week on Wednesdays, but it's our last show before the Christmas holiday. So, of course, we got to talk about Gritty, and Gritty was on it this week so far. I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff to come, especially on the holiday, but we'll talk about those next week. And, you know, we talked about in the show yesterday, if you go back and listen, a little bit about Kevin Hayes and his fun interactions with Gritty that are back. And it really feels like the season is about to start, knowing that Kevin Hayes is uh, getting it going with his old pal Gritty. So (laughs) love to see that. Now, the reason why Kevin was promoting Gritty this time is because Gritty put forth this petition to be an essential worker for the upcoming NHL season, even though it's kind of quarantined-ish, and set up this change.org petition, which is pretty special, I gotta say. (laughs) And um, it is really cool. And there was a whole... A thread dedicated to the reasoning why, which we'll get into a little bit, but it is it is really fun. And I've seen people that have nothing to do with hockey or the Flyers like post this on their social media, and it's just been really cool to see kind of the energy of gritty that maybe has sustained a little bit since the election, kind of overflow into this and as of recording over 11,000 people have signed this petition which is amazing yeah 
I mean, I was so excited to talk about this because, I mean, this is what makes Gritty stand alone in the list of, like, great mascots. Like, you don't see anyone else, especially in the NHL, doing something like this. Just, like, I love it. It's so hilarious. It really is. And I especially appreciated the pros and cons list that Gritty put together. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's really hard to come up with any cons about Gritty. But, you know, the reasons why Gritty is necessary at these games, you know, all the pros are great. Fun costumes, shenanigans, dancing, cool mask, potential for danger, which is good. But I think my favorite is imported meat and cheese. It's so <laughs> random and so gritty. <laughs> I love in the pros he has eye contact, which honestly could be a con if you're getting like direct <laughs> eye contact from Gritty. But his cons that says I don't cook or clean, literally, uh, yeah, same. I love that. Yeah. Plus swimmer's ear. Like that is such a non sequitur. <laughs> I love it. And then it's like all the way down at the bottom. Yeah. This was funny. It was really funny. And so we'll put a link to the petition in the show notes. So if you haven't signed it yet, you should go sign it. Because even though it's meaningless in the grand scheme of things, it makes you feel good doing it. So it only takes a minute. So please uh, go ahead and sign that petition so we can make sure to have Gritty around for games this season for the Flyers. We wouldn't normally have a Flyers fun thing on the same day as Gritty Thing of the Week, but it's Wednesday and it's our show, so we we can do whatever we want. And, you know, like I said at the top of the show, we were really sad to see Chris Terrian not be included in the broadcast team for this season. And he posted a really lovely video just saying thank you to all the fans in terms of you know, his time as a broadcaster plus his time as a player and that he's got some really good stuff planned moving forward, including something non-hockey related that he's not saying what it is yet, but is super passionate about. And so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what that is. And so our Flyers sort of fun thing is is the thank you video from Bundy. Yeah, we're definitely thankful for him. So indeed. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday with, I'm sure, a deep dive into the schedule, assuming it's coming out in the next day or two. We'll also have our nemesis of the week, as we do every Monday. As a reminder, we want to hear from you. Send us in questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Happy Festivus today. And if you celebrate, have a Merry Christmas and a really wonderful weekend. Now take a moment to listen to one of the newest shows on the Locked On Sports Network, Locked On Bets.